It's Saturday, September 11th, 2021. Let's not fuck around. Let's get started. We got NFL tomorrow. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, Idea Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy. Did I do that right? Did I do that right? Did I say Dennis M. Roy for the first part? Oh, my God. RoyDog underscore 13 for the first two, Dennis M. Roy in the last. God, good God, let's just go. Uh, This is the... Final DFS write-up breakdown for week one. Going to go through here player by player. Uh, Keep this. This will be under an hour. Uh, But did get the write-up out early, which is great. Uh, I was really happy to have that done. So um, what is going on here? News and notes. That's what we wanted to do. Uh, Cowboys starting right tackle Lyle Collins suspended five games. Refused to take a drug test. So it's automatic suspension. That went for five games. Uh, Carson Wentz is set to debut for the Colts. Uh, let's see here. Colts also extended running back Naheem Hines. Uh, he now has a deal in the top ten for all running backs. My feelings on that is not that uh, Naheem Hines necessarily is uh, going to be one of those guys that, like, you know, has a huge role compared to what he had last season. What it's going to be is basically they had the money to sign him and keep him around to keep paired with uh, Jonathan Taylor. And so they're just kind of keeping that core group together. So it's a good deal. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Washington football team, or the douche canoes as, they're, as we know them, uh, Curtis Samuel landed on IR with the injury. Jameson Crowder, Mitch Opener with the COVID. Uh, and uh, we have no clue what's going to happen with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. They just keep losing running backs. Just put them in bubble wrap. Don't even fucking practice them. Uh, Baltimore Ravens also lost cornerback uh, Marcus Peters as well to an ACL tear. So we're going to have spot open up against them outside of running backs who catch passes and uh, tight ends. So it's going to give us plenty of more options here. But without further ado, let's go ahead. Let's just go step by step. We're going to start with the quarterbacks run and then go running back, wide receiver, tight end, and Washington, uh, Washington defenses and uh, go through here. Basically just read it for Adam and and tell you what I think, okay? So, <clears throat> these are listed in terms of, or in order of uh, pricing from FanDuel from highest to lowest. It doesn't mean that necessarily the first guy is the best guy. 
it's just giving you the price points just easier to follow through when you're creating your lineups and trying to find value and whatnot uh, to fill your lineups in there you know that you can just go and look at uh, the pricing points and you'll be able to find your guy a little bit faster so first guy on the list is one Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals and I'll go through the pricing and rankings here. 8,400, 34, and 7,600. Good for second, fi- fifth, and second uh, from FanDuel, Yahoo, and DK. They said here, it's hard not to like Kyler against the Titans defense that didn't make any real improvements from last season. It includes the secondary that is overrated, in my opinion. Titans finished 2020, 30th in DVOA pass defense, and 28th in points allowed to the quarterback position. This game should be back and forth and which will and back and forth and which will validate the high price tag if you can afford him. Um I do like him if you can afford him in cash. This is your guy that you're gonna want for the higher price guys. I'm gonna get it done. Currently, uh Tennessee is a three point favorite. Fifty three is the over under. Do believe Arizona can win this game. I did not bet on this game outside of the over under. You got a real good price at fifty two points for the over under so I took it. Uh do believe this probably finished somewhere in, you know, 55 56 points somewhere in there. So I like Kyler Murray. Uh just don't necessarily see me fitting him into my cash game lineup. So if anything, go ahead and use him in GPPs. Cash game guys can be used in GPPs. We just don't want to put GPP guys in cash game lineups unless I've designated them cash/GPP uh options. Next guy on the list is Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles. 7,600, 26, and 6,400. Good for 7th. 14th on Yahoo. Uh, so that's a definite lock and load. And 9th. Hurts is a nice pay down option against an Atlanta defense that finished 19th in pass defense, DVOA, and 31st in points allowed to the quarterback position. Even though this is a new coaching staff in Atlanta, the Falcons will still be tough against running attacks, but weak against passing game. Oh, should have said passing attacks. They just don't have the correct personnel yet to fix this issue in their rebuild. This is probably where I'm going for my cash lineups this week, and that is going to hold true. Uh, Atlanta, three-and-a-half point favorite. 48-and-a-half is the over-under there. Again, this is not one that I picked uh, when I bet on it. For a winner or loser, I just put the over on that one. Uh, See a nice back-and-forth affair here. Again, um, Atlanta, when you really look at it, when you look at the defense uh, in itself, uh, you have Grady Jarrett still there in the middle, clogging everything up. I don't like to trust any running game going against Grady Jarrett. And the fact that this team is going to probably blitz a lot, uh, which means that Hertz will have to get the ball out really quick. That should go to his wide receivers. You will see times that it goes to the tight ends, but... Uh, between Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, I wasn't going to pick my poison there, so I just passed on the position there uh, in general. Last but not least for cash, Sam Darnold of the Carolina Panthers, 6,500, 25, and 5,000. Good for 26, 16, and 26. This is the revenge game cash quarterback. Sam Darnold already tra- gets to try and exact his revenge against the New York Jets, who finished last season 28th and passed defense DVOA, and we're 30th in points allowed to the quarterback position. The Jets secondary is still not where it needs to be, and the best place to attack them is on the outside where cornerbacks Isaiah Dunn and Bryce Hall roam, and they are not very good at all. 
So if you're trying to just really load up on higher higher price guys, Sam Darnold is really the guy that you're going to want. Uh, $1,100 savings on FanDuel from Jalen Hurts. Uh, only a dollar saving on Yahoo, which I'd rather just pay the extra dollar and get Jalen Hurts, get that running ability. Uh, but $1,400 in savings on DK. So really, he is the pay, ultimate pay down spot, uh, trusting Darnold and this Carolina Panthers offense. In GPPs, you got Josh Allen at the top, 8,100, 35, and 7,400. Good for third, fourth, and third. The numbers say no, but the Bills offense says yes. Pittsburgh finished as a top DVOA pass defense and second in points allowed to the quarterback position. Those are some dangerous numbers to attack, but with how the Bills' offense has continued to look this preseason, I'm willing to take a shot against a Steelers' defense that isn't all it's cracked up to be in the secondary. The safeties are fine in Fitzpatrick and Edmonds, but outside of cornerback Akello Witherspoon, came over from San Francisco, I have no problems attacking cornerbacks Cam Sutton and Joe Hayden, who is getting a little long in the tooth. The Bills are going to spread out this defense as much as possible and use their speed to get open. I like Josh Allen. I don't love him. Um, But I do see a way to where he gets to 25 points, which is kind of what you're looking for in the price. Looking for 3X on each site, a little bit more on uh, DK, of course. You know, try to get 3.5-4 over there. Uh, Josh Allen is very good. There is a couple of passing options that I do like that could get behind this defense and really have a hell of a day. Uh, for Josh Allen outside of him just running with the ball. Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans. 7,731 and 6,500, good for 6, 7, and 8. I almost put Tannehill in the cash section, but running back Derrick Henry taking away scoring opportunities scares me enough to leave him in GPP. The Arizona defense finished last season 9th in pass defense DVOA and 17th in points allowed to the quarterback position. Not great numbers, but in the offseason, the, the Cardinals secondary got a lot worse at the cornerback positions. Robert Alford and Byron Murphy Jr. are the starters on the outside with Marco Wilson coming in on three wide sets. They're not good, and if the Titans were smart, they would attack through the air all day. Uh, In fact, Robert Alford has not been on a professional NFL field for two years. So take that for what it is. He'll be covering A.J. Brown. Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons, 7,327 and 6,000, good for 10, 12, and 13. It's kind of sitting there middling around in there, which means that people are probably going to be off of him. But uh, I'm really high on Jalen Hurts for the Eagles, but on the other side you have Matt Ryan for the Falcons, who has an equally good matchup in my eyes. The Eagles finished last season 24th in pass defense DVOA, 18th in points allowed to the quarterback position. I'm not buying into the Falcons running game with running back Mike Davis, and it's a bad matchup against this Eagles front seven. Matt Ryan is going to have to continue with a heavy passing attack with a poor defense and a meh rushing attack. So keep him in mind if you don't trust him. That's why he's in GPP, right? So uh, not, not a bad spot to get. Can he get to 20, 21 points? Yes. Yes, he can. But we know Matt Ryan, every time he's in a pretty good matchup, a lot of times he will falter. So GPP only. Kirk Cousins for the Minnesota Vikings, 7,200, 28, and 6,300. Good for 11, 10, and 10. I'm high on Dalvin Cook as a cash game running back this week against the Bengals, and it's hard to get away from that thought. But the Vikings 
Also have two wide receivers in Jefferson and Thielen that can absolutely crush this Bengals secondary on Saturday. Bengals were 27th in pass defense DVOA, 60th in points allowed to the quarterback position last season. If the Bengals offense can play along, I could see Cousins having one of his arbitrary 25-plus point games, and I still wouldn't necessarily fade Cook, even if I went with Kirk. Problem with that is, <clears throat> like I said, the Bengals offense really has to play together for this to really kind of work out. I don't see Kirk Cousins destroying the Bengals, where the Bengals can't get anything done, and him getting the 25 points. Um, the reason being is that Dalvin Cook should out, uh, absolutely shred this defense. Uh, the front seven is not good at all. Um, so, it, like I said, it really should point out to be a Dalvin Cook game. Um, especially if you're thinking that the Bengals cannot get it done. I am a little bit higher in Minnesota's defense than a lot of people are. I uh, do believe that the uh, preseason was an aberration, uh, especially if you look at their front seven. It is way different than what it was last season. Uh, they should be able to get a good uh, pass rush available against the Bengals and the and the offensive line that is only a tad bit better than what it was last year. And uh, that should leave the corners in favorable situations to where they'll be able to defend. Um, and not for long periods of time. So that's kind of my reasoning behind Dalvin Cook versus uh, Kirk Cousins in the passing game. Now we get to running back. Of course, Dalvin Cook right at the top. 9,400, 38, and 9,100 good for second across the board. This is the tried and true safe, quote-unquote safe spot to go if paying up at running back this week. The Bengals finished the 2020, uh, 2020 season 21st in rush defense DVOA, 24th in DVOA versus running back in the passing game, while also finishing 25th in points allowed to the running back position. In cash, don't overthink it if choosing a Vikings player to put in your lineup. Nick Chubb, 7,700, 29, 7,200, good for 7, 5th, and 7th. Everyone should know my history with running backs versus the KC defense by now. I love attacking them, and the trend continued last season where Kansas City finished 2020. 31st in rush defense DVOA, 31st in DVOA versus the running back in the passing attack, while 23rd in points allowed to the running back position. Folks out there in quote-unquote fantasy expert land will like fellow running back Kareem Hunt in this spot, but the Browns will have to slow this game down a bit to keep the Chiefs' offense off the field, and that is going to be a job for Chubb. Heavy workload out of the gate, and Chubb, Chubb is an absolute stud. I'm going to be, <laughs> these first two are very hard, are going to be very, very hard to fade. So you're going to have to work this shit into your lineup and get it figured out. Um, especially if you're going to go top he top heavy with this, you're going to go mid-range and lower with wide receivers, which does work out from time to time. But I do like a lot of uh, top end wide receivers this week. Um, so we're going to have to play around with our lineups quite a bit, okay? Antonio Gibson, 7,025, 5,900, good for 10, 10, and 17. Chargers finished 2020 with a 26th-ranked rush defense DVOA, 17th in DVOA versus the running back in the passing game, while only 14 points allowed to the RB position. Washington has an improved offensive line, and we expect Gibson to increase his workload, including more passing down work. There are a couple spots to attack here for Washington. If the douche canoes, and I 
reiterated. Anyone unfamiliar, this is Washington's nickname for me, are smart, and they would attack right at Jerry Tillery, which will allow Gibson to destroy the inside linebackers for the Chargers. They have not improved their inside linebacking core. Uh, in fact, it got worse from last year. So I really do like Antonio Gibson. It's gonna. This is one of the guys that I am probably going to lock into my lineup, uh, in, to be completely honest. Raheem Mostert, oh my god, in cash, 6,100, 26, and 5,800. Good for 18th, 9th, and 19th. Very good pricing on FanDuel and DK. As long as Mostert is healthy, he is viable, and it's week one. So he won't be any healthier the rest of the season. The Lions were 27th in rush defense DVOA and 32nd in DVOA versus running back in the passing game, while 32nd in points allowed to the RB position. There are some worries about fellow running back Trey Sermon, but for the first week of the season, it should primarily be Mostert getting the workload and, in turn, getting as many positive stats and points as possible for our DFS lineups. I believe I said 150 total and two touchdowns uh, on Twitter for him. James Robinson. 5,900, 27, and 6,400. Good for 21st, 7th, and 13th. Really good price on FanDuel. They really undersold that one. DK almost got there, but damn, at least it wasn't 21st. Lock him in. There is no surefire start then with J-Rob versus the Texas shit rush defense. Houston finished 29th in rush defense DVOA, 25th in DVOA versus running back in the passing game, while 31st in points allowed to the RB. There is no one else here that will take a significant number of touches away from him, and there's no fucking way quarterback Trevor Lawrence is going to be relied on to win this game on the road in his first official NFL start. We're going to wait on Trevor Lawrence, okay? GPP, CMC, 10,439 and 9,500 first across the board in pricing. Uh, technically, this is not a good spot for CMC statistically, but it's CMC, and if he can get past the front four, he has a shot to take one to the house on every touch. He's expensive, and I want to take advantage of some higher-priced wide receiver matchups this week, which is why he is not in cash. So <clears throat> one way to differentiate is to get CMC in your lineup and go lower end uh, wide receivers uh, to do it, maybe a lower end tight end. He's fucking expensive. He's really, really expensive. Like I said, usually you don't like to use running backs against the Jets every once in a while, though, but if you get an elite guy like Christian McCaffrey, especially out of the gate week one where he's fully healthy, uh, it's definitely a viable option. If you're trying to get away from, say, the Delvin Cook chalk, uh, Dalvin Cook or even probably Antonio Gibson is going to be a little bit higher. You're going to pay up for CMC. Another guy on this list, uh, elite guy, Elvin Kamara, 8,600, 34, and 8,600, good for fourth, third, and fourth. So a little bit down from CMC. Same idea as CMC, but at a discount. Kamara is more cash last GPP for me, though. Packers were 15th in rush defense DVOA, 27th in DVOA versus running back in the passing game. Wow, 27th in points allowed to the RB position. The Packers are going to continue to bleed points to running backs just based on their personnel, especially at inside linebacker. Oof, it's not good again. My concern is whether or not Jameis Winston can get him the ball in the passing game. Typically has not been a checkdown passer. I can see the Saints splitting him out, though, with uh, wide receiver Traquan Smith on IR to get him involved in the passing game that way. So I would expect him to see a little bit of Shannon Sullivan 
I would expect if he fl- if he splits out, he may see Jair Alexander. That's one of my worries on there. Now that's good for Marcus Callaway if if uh, he does do that and he does pull that coverage out. Um, so I'm a little worried on it. That's why I'm. I like the matchup. I like everything about Alvin Kamara, but I may sit this one out and see how it plays. But a lot of people are probably going to sit out and do the same thing. So you're going to get him at very low ownership, uh, especially compared to, like, say, a CMC. Joe Mixon, 7,200, 24, and 6,200, good for 9, 12, and 15. Don't look at last season's numbers as this defense has gotten better this offseason. The reason I like Mixon is that his workload should be huge as the Bengals try to keep the pressure off of quarterback Joe Burrow. Mixon has the upside to help since he try and keep this game close, and they are going to need everything he can muster to do that. Uh, do like Joe Mixon. Do not like the line. But if there's one way that the Bengals are going to compete with Minnesota, it's because Joe Mixon is having himself a hell of a day. Okay, so if you want to game stack that Minnesota Cincy game, I would just go ahead and include Mixon in there and then uh, one of the wide receivers. Speaking of wide receivers, here we go. Wide receivers, cash. Devontae Adams at the top. First across the board, 8,635 and 8,300. He should have a field day against the Saints secondary, and the only real question is whether or not you can afford to fit him into your lineup. I'm not ready to take a guess at the next wide receiver option in this offense just yet, but I know Adams will be heavily involved. Pretty much lock it in. Uh, If you're going to pay up for the top guy, that would be the guy to pay up instead of paying up for the top guy over on uh, at running back. DeAndre Hopkins, 8,231 and 7,800. Good for third, fourth, and fourth. Thanks. Uh. so I said, wait, your answer to DeAndre Hopkins is covering him with Jackrabbit Jenkins. That's a real name. It's, oh, it's Janoris Jenkins, the Jenkins that was cast out of New Orleans because he sucked. Yeah, I'm 100% okay with D-Hop in this spot. Uh, has a tremendous advantage on uh, Janoris Jenkins. So he's going to be the main guy that uh, Kyler Murray is going to be targeting. So if you do believe that Kyler Murray is going to go off, it's going to be because of DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Calvin Ridley, 8,130 and 7,900. Good for fourth, fifth, and third. It's hard not to like Ridley in the spot against a Philadelphia secondary that was 32nd in DVOA versus the wide receiver one and 24th in points against the wide receiver positions. I'm not scared of quarterback Darius Slay at his age. He has regressed over the last couple of years, and the Falcons will be smart and move him around the field anyways to make sure he is able to be heavily utilized. Calvin Ridley should be the most heavily targeted wide receiver on this slate. Uh, <clears throat> now here we go with the Minnesota wide receivers and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Jefferson, 8,027 and 7,700, good for 5th, 7th, and 5th. Adam Thielen, 7,300, 24th, and 7,000, good for 10, 11, and 9. This is only in play if you are not using Dalvin Cook, okay? Otherwise, leave them for GPPs. Cannot stress this enough. The Bengals finished 2020 16th in DVOA versus the wide receiver 1 and 6th in DVOA versus the wide receiver 2. Gone is cornerback William Jackson III, and now we have outside cornerbacks in Chidobi Awuzie and Eli Apple. That's a pretty gross combination for Cincy and one that we can take advantage of. I'm leaving both wide receivers available for cash, but like I stressed with running back Dalvin Cook, 
Is Cook you are looking at first? And if you can't fit him into your lineup, then you look at one of either wide receiver, depending on your build. More than likely, it will be Thielen, as there are high-priced wide receivers all over the board in really good spots, and you will need to save somewhere. Okay, so that's why Thielen becomes a better cash option than Justin Jefferson. Yes, Justin Jefferson will be targeted. Um, but, man, Thielen's going to have Eli Apple, and I kind of want to take a bite of that apple. I'm just saying. Stephon Diggs of the Buffalo Bills, 7,900, 32, 7,600, good for six, third, and six. Steelers have historically been good against all wide receivers, except for the wide receiver one. Last season, the Steelers were 24th in DVOA versus wide receiver one, and I would expect that to continue if Joe Hayden is the number one cornerback for Pittsburgh. So if you do like the Josh Allen play, then you're definitely probably hooking in Stephon Diggs. A.J. Brown of the Titans, 7,800, 27, and 7,100, good for 7, 7, and 8. He's going to be covered by cornerback Robert Alford, who has been on the NFL field, like I said, in over two years. Auto lock him in for cash and move on. D.K. Metcalf, 7,700, 26, and 7,500, good for 8, 9, and 7. Cornerback Xavier Rhodes is out this week, and it was already a favorable matchup. But now you will see coverage by cornerback Rock Yasin. So, yeah, it's hard not to think DK can't go to the moon. First two guys that I'm probably starting out at with wide receivers is A.J. Brown and DK Metcalf. Uh, working off of there, whether it goes up, goes down, get your running backs um, and your quarterback and such. So those two pretty much are going to be locked in for me. I uh, can't r- not really get away from it. Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 6,600, 20, and 6,300. Good for 15, 15, 15. He's Big Ben's number one wide receiver and his most trusted target. The Bills are also poor against the wide receiver one, finishing last season 24th in DVOA. He is really favorable on DK where you get the full point PPR value. And in fact, 6,300 versus 6,600. On FanDuel, I would much rather pay that sixty three hundred. Um, you're telling me that I'm going to get him for three hundred bucks less on a full PPR site? That's probably where I'm going to go. Robbie Anderson of the Carolina Panthers, sixty two hundred, fourteen and fifty seven hundred, good for twenty third, forty two and forty second, I should say, and twenty one. That fucking Yahoo price is ridiculous. Four dollars above bare minimum. The Jets finished 29th in DVOA versus the wide receiver two, and with him and Darnold both facing their old team and having a previous rapport, they will tear up quarterback Bryce Hall and this Jets secondary. The best spots to attack are on the outside, so it's Robbie and DJ uh, with those best spots. Tyler Boyd of the Bengals, 5,900, 17, and 5,200, good for 29th, 26th, and 30th. Burrow had a nice relationship with Tyler Boyd before he went down with his knee injury. Boyd also faces quarterback Mackenzie Alexander, who has been someone I've never not felt comfortable attacking. Uh, Yeah, Tyler Boyd is the only Bengal wide receiver that I am looking at this week. I kind of want to see how uh, not just how T. Higgins fares against um, cornerback Patrick Peterson, but I want to see how Patrick Peterson handles T. Higgins. Uh, Bashad Breeland was brought in. He'll be covering Jamar Chase. We know that Jamar Chase has had a bit of a mental problem with the drops and stuff lately, so we're going to pass on him, although he's a high-end talent. But 
Uh, the price I just did not like. Tyler Boyd's price uh, is pretty, pretty good all the way across the board. Corey Davis of the Jets, 5,815 and 4,900. Good for 31st, 36th, and 35th. He has been quarterback Zach Wilson's favorite target this preseason, and I believe it continues into the regular season. He's a hell of a value for a number one uh, team receiver, and Wilson will lean on him to try and keep pace with the Panthers in this game that I believe will be high scoring. So get yourself a little bit of Corey Davis, uh, at the very least, in GPP. Jalen Rager, 5420 and 3700 good for 48th, 15th, which is ridiculous that he's $5 more than Corey Davis, uh, and 3700 good for 67th, really hell of a price. This is an even matchup versus cornerback Fabian Moreau this week, but Rager has the potential to blow past the man-to-man coverage and get a long TD against the Falcons. Don't forget about him in GPPs either if you're stacking that game. And then last but not least for cash, Marquez Callaway, 5,200, 12, and 3,400. Good for 58th, 66th, and 79th. He's basically bare fucking minimum. Uh, talk about a free square. It's probably Marquez Callaway, which is going to allow you to pay up everywhere else. Uh, definitely consider it. Uh, you don't have to do it if you don't trust it. The reason being people are going to fade him because of cornerback Jair Alexander, and that would be a smart move if Alexander heavily traveled with him. He won't which will leave him facing quarterback Kevin King, who is a bag of shit and shouldn't even be in Green Bay. He's a very nice value option. At least I ended it nicely. GPPs. Okay, here we go. Julio Jones, 7,000, 29, and 6,800. Good for 11, 6, and 11. I really like him in a pairing with A.J. Brown for GPPs, even if you are not using Tannehill as your quarterback for a potential game stack. Cornerback Byron Murphy Jr. is no match for Julio when he's healthy. So your game stack, if you're game stacking, just go with the two top-end wide receivers for Tennessee, leave it at that, and then do what you want with Arizona, okay? DJ Moore, 6,700, 16, and 6,100. Good for 14, 31, and 17. Very good price on Yahoo. DJ will match up with cornerback Isaiah Dunn and a Jets unit, unit that was 22nd in DVOA versus wide receiver one. Moore has been handling a lot of the short passing work and has had his upside neutered a bit since the beginning of last season because of it. He still could explode, but it's tough to figure out when it will happen. The matchup, though, against an undrafted rookie certainly doesn't hurt his chances. That is right. Isaiah Dunn is an undrafted rookie free agent from this year's draft. Just think about it. Think about how you... how what your feelings are in DJ Moore. If you really like DJ Moore, this is not a bad spot at all. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel for the San Francisco 49ers. Ayuk, 6,500, 22, and 5,700. Good for 16, 13, 21. Debo Samuel, 6,300, 18, and 5,900. Good for 21, 21, and 19. Both wide receivers should really be viable for cash, but the problem is that the 49ers should really run away with this game against Detroit, literally which means a smaller passing load for this offense. That is also why I didn't put Jimmy G in the write-up because I don't see the Lions playing along and keeping pace against the 49ers' defense. If you want to use either in cash, I would take the cheaper option of the two for the site that you're playing on. Another problem is I do believe that Trey Lance will still be in there. He did get the splint taken off of his finger, so he is off the injured list. Um, But trust me, uh, it's 
still not really these two <sighs> such a risk. I like Debo more to be honest with you than Brandon Ayuk. Um not to say that Brandon Ayuk's bad, but he is coming off that injury. Uh that has been bothering him for the last two weeks, so I just don't know. I just don't know. AJ Green of the Arizona Cardinals, 5,400, 13, and 3,800. Good for 48th, 55th, and 64th. Can't trust him as cash as as cash value option just yet as a cash value option, you idiot. But I expect a high-scoring game against Tennessee, and he not only has looked good this preseason, but he will face cornerback Christian Fulton in coverage. And as bad as everyone thought A.J. was last season, he still has a significant advantage on Fulton, according to Pro Football Focus. Devonta Smith, 5,300, 17, and 4,500. Good for 54, 26, and 45. Of course, I'm going to include the rookie in here. I do like Rager by a small margin, which means that Smith moves to GBP, but he is truly a cash last GBP play for me because his price on FanDuel and DK. Another rookie, Elijah Moore of the New York Jets, 5,012 and 3,000, good for 68, 66, and 91. I'm higher on fellow wide receiver Corey Davis, but I believe in more skill set. And with no Jamison Crowder and Keelan Cole is questionable, it means he will see the field quite a bit this week. So do definitely consider Elijah Moore. They like him. He's been very explosive this preseason. Uh, not so much on the field where they've kind of kept him back, but in practices he has looked really fucking good. Gabriel Davis, 4,900, 14, and 3,400. Good for 79, 42, and 79. Watch Emmanuel Sanders' availability Sunday as he is questionable. I like Davis a hell of a lot more if Sanders is out and would include him as a cash game option if that happens. So if Emmanuel Sanders is out, I like Gabriel Davis in cash. Keep it in mind. Hopefully everybody hears it. A lot won't because they're stupid and don't fucking listen to this. While reading through the write-up, which I have said before, that's really why some of these people have more success than others. Terrace Marshall Jr., 4,900 of Carolina, I should say. 4,900, 11, and 3,000, 79, 70, and 91. Has shown his explosiveness this preseason, but really needs to see a shift with Robbie Anderson coming inside and him going outside to reach his potential. You like to attack the outside on the New York Jets, not so much on the inside. Okay, but if he's able to get split out a little bit, he'll have a better chance. It can happen, but it's a cup your balls and hope play. Uh, have started seeing this pop up a little bit more on Twitter because everybody's on Terrace Marshall now, uh, although they weren't on him during draft season like we were. Tight ends, cash, Travis Kelsey, 8,500, 8,300 first across the board. Cleveland has an improved defense for 2021, so I'm not going to rely on the numbers which say that the Browns finished 2020 as the 28th-ranked DVOA defense versus tight end position and 29th in points allowed to the position. Chiefs are going to throw, and I trust Kelsey above anyone else to be the most involved in the offense. That's a big key. Trust him to be most involved. Cleveland is also having injury concerns with their safeties this week as opposed to their pack of healthy corners. Okay, so that leaves open that should see a little bit more openings now in the middle of the field, which kind of brings us back to that 28th rank, right? Probably just jamming him in my cash lineups and forgetting about it and may just use him in all my GPPs as well. That's honest. 
That's honest. He may be 100% owned all the way across the board. George Kittle, 7,025 and 6,300, good for second across the board. I like him in the spot, but would probably rather pay up for Kelsey or down for Pitts, to be 100% honest. And then I said, if only we get points for pancake blocks. George Kittle blocks a hell of a lot for that running game. So if this is a huge run fest, uh, which I kind of expect, then it's going to kind of take Kittle out of the equation. Um, but he is he's high-end. Um, he does... He does tend to get his targets, and he can take advantage against this Detroit Lions defense. Last but not least in cash, Kyle Pitts, the rookie for Atlanta. 6,019 and 4,400, good for third, third, and eighth. Eighth on DK. Eighth. This is odd for me to like a rookie tight end so much, but I have no expectations for safety, Kevon Wallace. Being able to cover him if he's in tight to the line, and you're going to tell me that the Falcons aren't going to try and move Pitts into the slot to face cornerback Avante Maddox, a guy that we always attack. Get the fuck out of here with that noise. It's not going to be Russell Gage taking advantage of that matchup. It's Kyle Pitts all day, every day. You will see two tight ends out there. You will see Kyle Pitts. You will see Hayden Hurst. And when you see that... Watch for the motion. Watch for the shift for him to go outside or in the slot. That's a guarantee. GPP, Logan Thomas, 5,619 and 4,600. Good for six, third, and six. I have some love for Thomas here as I've always attacked Chargers with this position. Chargers were 20th in DVOA versus tight end, 21st in points allowed to the position. There is a new defensive coordinator in LA this season, so that can change, but I would expect cornerback Ryan Fitzpatrick to keep Logan involved. With wide receiver Curtis Samuel also going on IR, that opens some targets for Thomas. Not necessarily Terry McLaurin, who has the worst matchup for this team. Terry McLaurin goes against... (laughs) I spelled Michael Davis's name wrong. I left the fucking A out. That's hilarious. Um, But that's that's the thing. It's my... that's who the, he's facing. He's facing a hell of a good corner, so I'm going to respect that corner. Uh, last but not least, Dan Arnold. Uh, this is another Carolina play. I like all the Carolina guys. I hate to say it. 4,513 and 2,600 good for 30 seconds, 17 and 36. Another freak option in a game I like. I'd prefer to use Marshall at wide receiver, but if you need a deep dive play at tight end to pay up at the other spots, that's the key. If you're basically punting tight end, and want to build up elsewhere, Dan Arnold is your guy. Okay? He is literally the only other guy that I could find. I thought about guys like Mike Kazicki and all that, but the price points and whatnot were just not in where you wanted them to be. So it was either pay all the way up for the top three guys. You get kind of the little bit more mid-range guy in Logan Thomas, at least on two sites. And then... uh and then you have your way down, pay down option in Dan Arnold. Defense slash special teams in cash. San Francisco 49ers, 5,012 and 4,200. Good for first, 13th, and first. <sighs> On Yahoo, in your cash game lineups, you're just going to lock in uh, San Francisco. $2 above minimum price. Are you fucking kidding me, Yahoo? Yahoo hasn't screwed up. A price like that in a long time on a defense. A long time. So 
definitely consider taking advantage of it. I don't know how popular they're going to be with the heavy price tag on FanDuel and DK, but I can assure you they will be very popular on Yahoo where they are $2 above minimum price, which is a huge pricing error if that's what I said. Denver Broncos, 4,113-7. The Giants were 29th in points allowed to opposing team defenses. And what has changed from 2020 to 2021? Not a whole fucking lot with how good this defense can be with the turnover and sack potential against a shit offensive line. Again, you have a pricing error here with the Denver Broncos at $13. That's $1 above San Francisco 49ers. Terrible price. Um, So, yeah, if you have the extra dollar to spend, I'm probably going to go Denver Broncos over San Francisco 49ers uh, just because I think there's more turnover potential actually out of the Giants than there is out of the Detroit Lions. Um, Detroit Lions are going to be a little bit more run heavy uh, than what you're you're going to like, which is going to throw everything off. That's why I'd, that's why I don't mind paying down on Yahoo for it because uh, they will be kept down. But and I would probably skip it with the other two sites with how high priced they are. GPP defense special team. What do we say here, folks? Also known as the pay down defenses for cash. New England Patriots, 4,400, 15, and 3,900. Good for fifth, sixth, and second. Defense is better than what it's getting credit for and has potential against the Dolphins. Miami's having some offensive line issues to begin the season, and with all the additions and guys coming back from the COVID list last season, the COVID opt-out, I should have said, uh, this could be a low-scoring thump fest for the Patriots. I am not high on Miami on here. They can prove me wrong. Give me, Don't get me wrong. But that, that means that I'm not reading the Patriots' defense correctly either. Washington football team, 4,200, 17, and 3,200. Good for 7th, 3rd, and 8th. Normally, I would not want to attack the Chargers' offense, but with their pass rush and improved secondary this offseason, I have no issue starting them against pretty much anyone. That's true. That is true. Especially, they should not be that, that discounted to 7 and 8. They should have been up in the top 3, to be completely fair. Jacksonville Jaguars, 3,910, which is minimum, and 2,700, good for 12, 20, and 14. Houston is having some last-minute offensive line issues that will allow the Jacksonville pass rush to succeed. Outside of Minnesota, they are the cheapest defense I'm willing to use, and that's only because the Texans are going to be dreadful and full of turnovers. Last but certainly not least, the Minnesota Vikings, 3,810 and 3,000. Good for 14th, 20th, and 10th. This all depends on your feelings of the Bengals' offense. What I said was, I still say the Vikings' defense has improved from last season. This is especially true across the defensive line. And with a still weak offensive line in Cincinnati, it is one that can be exposed, and Burrow still doesn't look comfortable behind it. The Yahoo price is bare minimum for a defense that could force a couple turnovers and come up with a handful of sacks. And that, my friends, is it. That is the write-up. If you have any questions, remember, you can always DM me over on <clears throat> over on uh, Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 or hit me up on Facebook Messenger, Dennis M. Roy over there. But for now, start reserving your cash game spots. Make sure you're getting them, especially on Yahoo. On Yahoo, go do it right fucking now. And when I say this, it's 11.30 in the morning on Saturday. Go fucking do it now. Don't wait. Go do it. And then do your FanDuel and your DK ones tonight. 
make sure you're all set. I'm going to be setting lineups tonight so we can do a Facebook Live tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. Hope to see you there. Bye. Have a good weekend.